Well, good morning. Uh, it's great to see all of you. How many of you are glad that the weather has shifted and changed? Yeah, uh, Melbourne weather is so unexpected. But um, look, uh, it's a great privilege to bring the Word of God to you today. If I can get the, also the, um, the uh, iPad, that'd be great. I'd like to be able to control it. Thank you. Um, well, it's 2023, guys. Can you believe it? It's already like two weeks in. And uh, we kind of started this series called Time with God, where basically each of us on the team is kind of reflecting what's God speaking to us and how is that relevant uh, to the wider church. And Pastor Carl uh, opened it up with um, envisioning this year with a life-giving spirit, yeah? That uh, wherever we go, we will be able to just not just live life, just be present in life, but to be able to give life to the people around us because the, the spirit of the living God lives inside of us, Amen. And then last week, we had uh, Pastor Paul share with us about that God is able to speak to us, for us to live life with some expectation, childlike expectation, that He will guide us, He will lead us. And so today, uh, I want to, I've titled my sermon, A Compass for Life, yeah? A Compass for Life. Um, and I just want to be able to share uh, something that I've been kind of living and breathing over many, many years, uh, about how we can seek and walk into God's direction for our lives all the more into 2023 and, and for our life. And how do we pass to you a compass for life? So let's get straight into it. We're going to go to the Word of God. We're going to go to Proverbs chapter 4, uh, verses 23. Uh, this is the New Living Translation, and uh, this is what it says. Guard your heart above all else. Out of everything that you can guard, guard your heart. Uh, many of you guys guard your homes. You guard your bank accounts. You guard your kids. But it says, guard your heart above all else. Why? Because it determines the course of your life. Other translations says, guard your heart for it's the wellspring of life, for out of it flows the, the issues of life. But I really like this New Living Translation where it says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course, or I would say the direction of your life. And this is the word of the Lord. Let me just pray. Uh, Lord God, I just want to thank you for your word. I thank you for the burden that you placed in my heart, and I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you just kind of speak with power through your living word right now. God, I pray you give people vision. I pray you break through, Lord, the things that hold people back, that we can live out and walk into the plans and purposes that you have for each of us, all for your glory, in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen, amen. Now, how many of you guys are planners? Uh, people who are planners, put up your hand, like high up, Yeah? And, uh, but uh, I'm kind of, I, I kind of used to try really like planning. I have the impression that I plan, but sometimes I'm also a little bit chaotic, right? I kind of fly off the seat of my pants, try to work out what, what's going on intuitively. And, uh, you know, this year is 2023, I'm turning 43. And some of us might enter into the year with plans, with New Year's resolutions and with goals. But I'm sure also some of us, we used to do that a lot, but nowadays we tend to do that less and less because we realize we can make our plans, but our plans don't work out. Can I hear an amen? Yeah? Like, life just doesn't work out that way. And so that's why on one hand, you know you need to plan. On one hand, you know you need to set a goal. But on the other hand, you know you need to hold it loosely because life is so unpredictable. Right? Life is complex. Right? It's not just shaped on you making your decision to determine the fate of your life. Are, we live in a broken world. We live in a world where people are making decisions and their decisions impact us. Amen? Yeah? When you have young kids and your child decides to prune your nappy, it changes your plans. Right? Uh, and, and so, 
You know, oftentimes I used to approach the year with a lot of plans, goals, purposes, which you kind of still do. But I found that life is very unpredictable. Life is complex, and we're, to be really honest, totally not in our control. I mean, I reflect back, and I, that's one of the things I love about the new year. You get to reflect back and move forward and reflect and reorientate your life. But, you know, I look back and you go, man, when I, never, I was a dentist. I never expected to be a pastor, right? God has a funny sense of humor, right? Uh, I, 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 I never imagined to be in Clayton Church of Christ for this long. I've been in this church for 38 years, you know, my plan was to go overseas to Europe and do what all those other people do to, you know, live life, explore Europe and, and do life there. But it didn't work out that way. I, I got cancer. You know, I, I went through a whole bunch of different things and having to rebuild my life. And through all those experiences, you just realize that, you know, life is just so unpredictable. Life is complex and more often than not, just not totally in our control. And there's a new realization that I had also quite a few, uh, quite recently, is that came up with this phrase, we are rookies in every season of life. Can I hear an amen? Doesn't matter whether you're 70, 80, 12, 20. I've never lived life as a 43-year-old before. I've never parented kids who are turning 8 and 11. I've never been married to Eugenia more than one year. Like, there's so much of life that I have not yet lived, yeah? We are rookies in every stage of life. I mean, think about your life. You know, some of you are entering into a phase of retirement. You've never lived retired life before. Some of you are becoming grandparents. You've never had to deal with that. And I'm sure some of us, especially our Ukrainian brothers and sisters, they would never have imagined to be able to build life here. And what does that look like? It's uncharted territory. It is unknown. Can I hear an amen? Yeah? And even though you can go, yeah, I've been through that before, but the truth is, we're different people. We've got different histories, different upbringings, different experiences that really shapes how you make your decisions today, here and now, and into the future. And so, it was just last year that I came across, I was speaking to Lauren, who's one of our church members. She decided to take a gap year uh, from work and uh, she was seeking God's direction, and uh, by God's grace, she decided to work with us and, and to give a year uh, volunteering with us, and she was working with me for a whole year. Uh, and at the beginning of the year last year, uh, someone actually advised her uh, with this phrase that your future is unclear and unknown, and it's not like you have a clear roadmap that takes you from point A to point B to point C. So don't rely on a roadmap, but on a spiritual compass is what will guide you into this unknown year. And so when I heard that, that really struck a chord with me because it kind of put language to things that I read in Scripture about how God guides us and also how I would discern God's direction in my life. Because more often than not, because life, we're rookies in every season of life, we can't really have a roadmap. Can I hear an Amen. Now, please don't misunderstand me. I believe the Bible is our roadmap, okay? We do everything according to what the Word of God says. But there are some things that the Word of God does not explicitly say. I mean, if I want guidance around doubt, should I steal? It's pretty obvious, thou shalt not steal. Should I lie in this moment? It's pretty clear, thou shalt not lie. But there are so many other decisions that you and I have to make that is not that simplistic 
not that super clear, not like a roadmap you can follow. And it just makes so much sense that we have a compass, that we know how to point to the North Star and find our way towards God's will and purposes in our lives. Can I hear an amen? And so today I want to highlight about how we can operate with a compass in our life. A compass, which most of us would know is a tool for determining the direction. You know, early voyages where they didn't have the maps of the world planned for us. They would chart into uncharted territory, seas that they've never explored, land that they've never explored, but they would have a compass. And the needle would point to a magnetic north, and they would always, whenever they get lost, they get disorientated, you would find a compass again, recalibrate, find your north, and then you know your way forward. And in the same way, I want to be able to impart to you through this scripture a compass for our lives that we can discern God's guidance through unknown destinies and into this uncertain 2023 of a life. Can I hear an amen? Sound good? Yeah, you guys with me? Yeah? So when you read into Proverbs 4.23, I believe it gives us a picture of what I will call an inner compass. It says, guard your heart above all else. Why? Because it determines the direction of your life. If you want to look at it a different way, our heart is like an inner compass that the Holy Spirit and the Word of God and God can guide and determine the direction of our life. Our heart actually determines the direction of our life more than we realize. In fact, you read in the Gospels, Jesus says, Guard your heart, because out of the heart, your mouth speaks. Yeah, if there's anger in your heart, you will have angry words. Yeah, if there's defilement in your heart, it will direct you to defiled behavior. If you are an angry man, you will live an angry life. If you're an insecure person, you will live an insecure life. Yeah? And so here, your heart, and that's why the Word of God in Proverbs, giving us biblical wisdom, says out of everything that you can guard, Guard your heart because it is the source of life and it determines the direction and destination of your life. But unlike a compass where the needle naturally just goes to the magnetic north, our hearts don't always point towards God. Can I hear an amen? Right? I mean, we're honest to ourselves. Yeah? Sometimes it points towards insecurity, points towards fear. It points towards greed. It points towards the things, prosperity, selfish ambition. It points towards so many different things. And we bring this broken heart towards God looking for guidance from God. But what we realize is that you have to first recalibrate that inner compass towards God and then find our way forward. Yeah? Now, how many of us have had people come to you looking for advice, but they don't actually really want to hear your advice? Yeah? All the time, Bill, all the time. People want help, but they don't really want help. They want advice, but they don't really want advice. Right? It's not that they're not seeking guidance. They're just not submitting, coming into it with a submissive heart. And that's what I'm talking about. Sometimes I see that with my child when they're a lot younger, when they had to learn to tie shoelace. Depending on their personalities, one of them I would go, hey, do you want me to help you tie your shoelace? Yes, yes, yes. And I'll help tie shoelace, but then it's like they don't want to listen. So I've learned it's like, Do you want to learn or do you want to not learn? If you don't want to learn, then it's okay, I'll leave you to it. But if you want to learn, then I'll come in and step you and guide you. Can I hear an amen? And I believe in the same way, 
I'm not saying don't go to the Word of God, don't seek the Holy Spirit. I'm saying what is the heart that you bring to your relationship with God? Is it a submissive heart or is it an unsubmissive heart? Because I'm absolutely convinced, and it took me years to realize this, but I really believe that God never fails to guide us. Can I hear an amen? I really believe that. And I, I, as I was preparing for this throughout the sermon today, there'll be some things I feel a burden upon. This is one of them. That you might have been a Christian for a very long time, but at the heart level, are you convinced that God will always guide you? Always. The question is, am I a person that God can guide? Amen? That's what I want to focus on today. Because when I look at Scripture, it speaks so much more than mechanisms and techniques. It actually talks about how is your heart, the inner compass of your heart, orientated towards God. Are you a person that God says, I can guide? Or are we those kind of people that seek for advice, but don't really want to listen? And so that is the orientation that I want to be able to speak about. How do we reorientate the inner compass of our heart towards God so that we can be the kind of person that God can guide through the uncharted year that is before you? You might be in a situation that you have no idea how to get yourself out of. You might be in a new season and you don't know what your next steps are. But it doesn't matter. The more important thing is, are you that person that God can guide? Because if you orientate yourself that way, I believe God will guide you and you will walk in the ways of God. Can I hear an amen? So the three things, and I decided to frame it just for practical purposes, is to frame it around three questions. And I found that this was some of the stuff that I intuitively do. The first is this, the lordship question. What is it that's ruling my heart as I make plans, make decisions? I'm thinking about the next season, trying to discern God's guidance for my life. What is it that's ruling my heart? Is it Jesus or is it other things? Is it Jesus or is it other things? Now, I remember, actually, oftentimes what happens, so when my late wife passed away four years ago, I got remarried to Eugenia, for those who are new, uh, and uh, it's been one year now. But my late wife walked into hospital with a migraine on Friday. And a few days later, she had a brain aneurysm and a brain bleed, and she she passed away. So ever since then, I've had a bit of PTD, post-traumatic stress, right? Because you're walking with a migraine, and this is the outcome. So I'm a bit medically trained, so I could recognize that PTD on me. So when my kids started getting a cough, I would just my anxiety levels would go up. I would begin to freak out because it's like, oh, well, hang on. Would that lead to this? Like, I know it doesn't. Right? Logically, medically, it doesn't make sense. But that's why I could identify that as just post-traumatic stress. And so I would find myself in those moments when there's, my kid would have a cough or be a little bit sick. I would have all this anxiety and all this fear and all that stuff is then ruling my heart. Not logic, not medical knowledge, right? It's fear. It's trauma from the past. And because that rules my heart, that begins to shape the kind of decisions, plans I will make, and the tone that I will bring into the situation. And in the same way, sometimes as we're deciding to make our plans, seeking guidance, what is it that's ruling your heart? We have to ask the Lordship question. Is it Jesus or is it other things? 
So when you read this scripture, and I'm going to go through a whole bunch of Proverbs, Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says this, and we all know this, right? But it says this, lean on, I think this is an amplified version actually, lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge Him, and who will make your path straight? You? Your smarts? Your wisdom? Your planning? No, no, no. God will make direct and make straight and plain your path. So here, and this is where the, the revelation came from. This was a few years ago. I was trying to think about an illustration. So I used this uh, many uh, the Malaysian string. It was the cheapest thing I could find. I was deciding how much do I want my object lessons to cost, right? But uh, that's another picture, you know. So I remember coming to that scripture, but this was the context that I was in. Life was a little bit like this. You know, I could say it in so many different ways. I was a dentist, newly married, thinking, oh, my, the world is my oyster. What, what? And then, boom, stage four cancer, you have 15% survival rate to live. <laughs> How do I make sense of life? Right? All of a sudden, you lost your late wife, and you're going, how do I parent my kids? How are they going to turn out? How do I plan? How do I seek God's guidance in this? And life is often like that, not to the degree that I'm talking about. You will have your own experiences, but my point is life is complex, amen? Life is unpredictable. And oftentimes, you might be a relational situation you're dealing with, or it might be a personal health or whatever, but life is a little bit like this, and you go, how do I make a straight path out of this. If you guys try to untangle this, it's chaos, right? Right? You just go chop the whole thing off and buy a new one. Right? But you know, and, and, and what we find is that when we're trying to make decisions, it's like fear is driving it. Control. You're trying to make your way and find your way forward and trying to unravel this and make a straight path for your life. But all you do is what? Make a bigger mess. How many of us have been in that situation? Yeah? But yet, when I was in that moment, then the Lord says, you want to know how to get a straight path? Look at your inner compass of your heart. Where is it orientated? Is it trusting the Lord? Is it allowing Jesus, the Lord, not my genie that can give me whatever it is that I need, the Lord, who knows how to deal with the complexities of life and your life, who knows everything that added out and contributed to the season and moment that you are in and knows every step that you need to take to move your way forward. That Lord, are you allowing Him to rule your heart in that moment? Or is it other things? Because it says, if you want to find a straight way out, it won't be a 10-step plan. It begins with the heart. Acknowledge the Lord. Lean on, trust in and be confident in the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, and do not rely on your own insight, your own understanding, in all your ways, even your most broken self way. Recognize, acknowledge Him, and then He will direct and make straight the path of your life. Can I hear an amen? And so all of a sudden, I realized, hang on, I'm not a person that God can guide in this moment. I need to first orientate, is Jesus ruling my heart in this moment? And what's incredible is that all of a sudden, 
it becomes like this picture, which I love. I'm now a person that God can guide. Amen? You see the different picture that I'm trying to capture? One is like this. The other one is like, let me lead you. And then he goes, well, you know, this is the end. And then I'll find my way forward to make it straight for you. Now, this is where the analogy fails because it won't go that straight and it'll still be a... Okay, you get the point, right? But my point is, God knows the exact thing that you need to deal with because there are many things to consider, but he'll be like, maybe just deal with that anger. Maybe just deal with how you communicate. Maybe you just got to take responsibility for your part in that situation, in that relationship. Maybe it's just the fear that's kind of ruling your heart in that moment and you've got to deal with that fear that's making you make dysfunctional decisions and relating to people in an unhealthy way. So why don't you deal with that first? Then he takes you to the next step. And then he takes you to the next step. And before you know it, when you look back after a year, three years, you go, I have a straight path. Can I hear an amen? And I just really had this sense in my heart, that God has plans not just for you, but His plan for your life and what He wants to do, but using your life. Fear has been holding some of us back. Fear has been ruling your heart that has kept you just in Port Phillip Bay as a sailor, but not venturing out to other seas and other waters and other lands. And as you make your plans, purpose, and seek God's guidance, ask the question, is Jesus ruling your heart or other things? So this is the main take-home for this point. When my heart is ruled by the Lord, I can be confident. Everyone say confident. Confident that God will direct the plans and decisions I make towards a straight path. Amen? When God really, at the heart, rules my life and rules my heart, I can be confident. You might take a wrong path. He will make it right eventually. Yeah? And there's this new found freedom. And that's why when you read in Proverbs, it says, you can make our plans. You need to make your plans. But the Lord determines your steps. Amen? And it says this. I love this one. Proverbs 20, 24, New Living Translation. The Lord directs our steps. How many of us believe that? Yeah? Put up your hand if you believe that. So why are you trying to understand everything along the way? If you really believe that, he's saying, relax. There is a freedom. You don't understand your way through this. You trust your way through this. Can I hear an amen? Who is it that's ruling your heart? Is it Jesus or other things? Is this okay, guys? You following me? The second one is this. What I call the purpose question. Whose purpose am I fulfilling? Is it God's or is it mine? Whose purpose am I fulfilling? You know, it's interesting. Proverbs 19.21, I've been meditating on this in the last few months. But it says, you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose at the end of the day will prevail. You can make all your plans, but the purpose that will never derail is always God's purpose. Can I hear an Amen. Jacob, as an Old Testament figure, 
went left, went right, did bad things, did good things, but it did not derail God's purpose. Amen? God is able to weave everything, every event, every situation into His purpose. Not your purpose, but His purpose. And this has really spoken a lot to me, that sometimes I get confused between my plan and a purpose. I went fishing with the boys, um, and Damien came along with me. We went to uh, my first time on a boat. It was a very expensive small snapper that we ended up catching. That was one expensive snapper, right? You know, I had made plans. I spoke to Age, who's an experienced guy, going, oh, what weather should I go to? What rigs should I get? What bait should I get? I had all these plans. And at the end of the day, you only caught this small fish. We caught lots of other ones, but they're really small. The only one we could take home was this. Uh, Eugenia was saying, uh, I haven't sorted any dinner out because I'm expecting you to bring some dinner home. Then all of a sudden, I felt this caveman mentality going, I'm going to bring my, you know, my wife some food back home. But, and I brought her a fish. Um, so, so, but, you know, when, when I was, had all these plans, right, to try and catch all these fish, and then all the other end, at the end of the day, you only catch a fish like this. But sometimes you forget that the purpose was to actually spend time with the kids. Amen? doesn't matter whether you catch fish or not. And isn't it funny in life, sometimes you can confuse your plans with purpose. Yeah? And here it says you can make many plans, but just because your plans does not eventuate. It might mean your purpose got derailed, but God's purpose never gets derailed. Can I hear an amen? And so that's why it's important for us to ask the question, whose purpose am I fulfilling? Is it God's purpose or is it mine? I love this proverb in Proverbs 16.33. It says, we may throw the dice on some versions, casting the lots. This is a bit more modern. But the Lord determines how they fall. I was trying to explain this to Micah yesterday. So this is his Pokemon uh, dice, right? And then, you know, I love the imagery because it gives this imagery between what is God's responsibility and ours. Have you ever played like a board game and you have all these special techniques around how you roll the dice? Micah's one is like he holds a six, and then he drops it like this. It's a brilliant technique. But we all do like that. Like we make plans, and sometimes we have a responsibility. God will not make our plans. You make your plans. But who is it that determines the outcome? We shape the outcome. You can put six here and try and go like this. Send out three. But at the end of the day, even though we can influence the outcome, we cannot control the outcome because the Lord controls the outcome. Can I hear an amen? So we have a part to play. But sometimes this gives us an illusion that we have control over our life and the outcome of our life. We influence it, but we do not control the outcome. Make good plans, make wise plans. But this is where the line is that some of us have a real fear and anxiety around decision-making. And you might be experiencing that right now. And in fact, sometimes you try and avoid it. And you avoid it because you're afraid. We're afraid that, you know what? If I make the wrong decision, the outcome's going to be terrible. If I don't parent my kid right, the outcome's going to be terrible. If I don't do this, the outcome's going to be terrible. It will influence it, but it does not determine 
the ultimate outcome. Can I hear an amen? And this is where there's a line between when you begin to have this control, need for control, that sits on the throne of your heart that makes decision more worrisome than it needs to be. Can I hear an amen? Yeah? I had this phrase, there is a worry attached to your decision making because of a desire to control the outcome. But God wants to remind you that even if the decision is made well or poorly, you are not in control of the outcome. God's purpose will always prevail. And there is a freedom when we align with God's purpose because even if you make a wrong decision, His purpose will prevail. Can I hear an amen? He can redirect and weave and redirect every decision into His purpose. And because of that, there's a newfound freedom in being able to trust God in our decision-making and guidance in our life. I don't know where 2023 is going to head for me. But you know what? If I align towards God's purpose, there's freedom. Amen? I don't know, but I know. I don't know where I'm going, but I know I'm going to head towards His purpose. And His purpose will always prevail. This is some, Romans 8, which a lot of us use. And we know that for those who love God, all things, everyone say all things, work together for good, for my comfort, for my prosperity, for my blessing, for my self-actualization, for my ambition. Is that what it says? But that's how we read it sometimes. Actually, that's how we live it. But it says, God, we know, and we know that for those who love God, if your heart is in pursuit of God, letting Him rule your heart, pursuing His purpose, all these things work together for good. For those who are called according to His purpose, His purpose. For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son in order that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. And here it articulates a purpose of God that God's purpose is to make every one of us more and more like Jesus. Can I hear an amen? There are some purposes of God that I just want to spell out. Love God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your strength. Amen? It's what I'm doing, loving God with all my heart, mind, strength. Be honest with yourself. Right? The other is to love your neighbor as yourself. It's what I'm doing, loving my neighbor. The other great purpose of God is the Great Commission. Go out and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them to obey everything it is that I've commanded you. Amen? And that's why the vision of our church is to what? Let's say it together. If you remember, to build disciples who represents Jesus to everyone, everywhere, with everything. Now, that is not just the church's vision that, you know, we're trying to recruit everyone to help us build. That was crafted because that vision... You, how you find God's purpose for your life is in that vision. Because God's purpose is that we become like Christ, amen? And that we reveal Christ. You might be in high school, you might be in university, you might be dealing with financial hardships, you might be dealing with health issues. You might be in retirement phase where you feel like you don't have as much energy. Whatever season and stage of life, God's purpose is that He forms you to become more like Jesus, and in your every relationship, your everywhere, and your everything, you represent Jesus to the people around you. Can I hear an amen? And you cannot represent Jesus unless you're first formed by Him. And so whatever situation you are in right now, change the question. Rather than going, God, how do I get out of this? God, am I fulfilling your purpose or mine? 
Are you trying to form me? And am I, am I allowing you to form me? Or am I trying to find an escape hatch from your purpose that can never be derailed? Can I hear an amen? You know, I've found so many times that when I deal with the heart issue to become more like Christ, the circumstances break through. Sometimes God is just going, I want to see whether you, you'll deal with that humility, chief. I want to see whether you'll deal with that self-interest, that self-love. And all of a sudden, when you deal with that before God, and you allow Him to form you to be like Jesus through the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, all of a sudden, it's like this breakthrough externally. Either in your perspective, either in the way you relate, either, or the way the opportunities have come. I found that that is how God has directed, and I tend to focus in on that. Okay. Everyone going okay? So to leave you with this seed of thought for this set, when my heart is motivated for God's purpose, I can be confident the outcome of my plans will be for God's glory and my good, which includes my sanctification, which is a big word for saying become like Jesus. Amen. If I can get the um, worship keys up. Um, last one is this. Character question. So how do I reorientate the inner compass of my heart? Ask the Lordship question. What is willing in my heart? Is it Jesus or other things? Ask the purpose question. Whose purpose am I fulfilling? God's or mine? But the third is this, the character question. How am I being guided? Is it by my five-step plan or is it through godly character? Now, Tim Keller's devotion on this speaks beautifully to it. But when you go through Proverbs, it's really interesting. But it says here, the way of the what? Everyone say, godly. The way of the godly leads to life. The path does not lead to death. It's like the emphasis is, all the other things are like secondary. The primary thing is, are you godly or are you not? Because if you're godly, it's going to lead to life. Right? Here it says, honesty guides good people. This honesty destroys treacherous people. Who would have thought honesty is a guide? Character guides you. You know, I said to my son, if you find a $20 note on the floor, what are your options? He goes to give it back. But the truth is, if there's this honesty in your heart, there are many, many other options. Amen? Right? Now I said, what is it that guides you? He goes, integrity. And here Tim Keller begins to describe that when you're a little boy and you're an infant and you can't understand a whole bucket load of things, right? We tend to look to God to guide us by a sign, a feeling, an emotion, Grab me by the hand and fleece. And we see that in the Bible. Don't get me wrong. But when you go into the book of Proverbs and you see guidance, it's almost an invitation for us to become not a two-year-old toddler looking for guidance, but a 15, 18-year-old boy or daughter looking to know how to be guided at that age. Amen? Which is more around character. Which is more around growing in godliness. It's more around doing the work of Becoming more like Christ and righteousness, honesty, integrity, godliness, holiness, justice, all these things you want, God wants to impart to you and I as children of God so that when we grow up, we're not looking for a five-step plan. We are guided by the godly character that is instilled within us. Can I hear an amen? 
And that's why you see even more so, right? It says this, and I'll finish this. Fools think their own way is right, and the wise listens to others. The plans of the godly are just, and the advice of the wicked is treacherous. Go through the Proverbs, book of Proverbs by yourself. And then you list every proverb that talks about guidance, you will always see it's about who the person is. Are you godly or are you a fool? Are you just or are you unjust? Are you honest or are you dishonest? It's about who we are more than it is, how does God guide us? And here, Proverbs brings an aspect where as my heart grows in godliness, I grow in my ability to make godly plans and godly decisions that is in God's will. Amen? Is this okay, guys? Just to give a different perspective around how do we seek God's guidance, especially into 2023. Yeah? Because I really believe that this year, as we seek to be refreshed and revived, as to be Spirit-led, the Spirit of God asks us to take steps that sometimes doesn't make sense. And we're using only the mechanisms of signs and all that, rather than going, how do I recenter this compass? What we need is not just a roadmap, but a compass. And learn the art of knowing how to reorientate our inner compass towards the Lordship of Jesus. Acknowledge the Lord with all your heart and He will make your path straight. Reorientate it towards His purpose because the purposes of the Lord will always prevail. Right? Reorientate it towards godliness because godly character is how God guides us. As we begin to do that, I believe we will venture out into different expressions and purposes of God that we've never experienced before. And I'll just leave it with this one thing. I had this burden. I realized it. Someone said this to me. He said that if you want to know God's calling for your life, you'll find it in people. And when I heard that, I'm going, whoa, 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 that sounds a little bit heretical. I'm not really sure whether I'm convinced with that. But it kind of makes sense. Because yes, God has a plan. God has a purpose. We find it in the Word of God. But it's people. God uses people to open opportunities. God uses people to shape you. God uses people to open the doors of opportunity. And I just really had this sense that as we're discerning our guidance into this year, if you just keep doing the same things you're doing with the same group of people that you're with, rather than be open, to take fear out of your heart, take control out of your heart, be adventurous sailors to go into uncharted territories that you've never been before. Meet people you've never met. Go to places you've never gone. As you begin to do that under the right guidance of God, I believe we will explore and see a refreshed revival in your life, all for the glory of God. Can I hear an amen? Is this okay? Yeah? So let me just pray, and then I'll hand it over to um, Cheryl to lead us. Let's all stand. Let's stand to our feet. Just open your hands as a posture to opening your heart before the Lord. God, I just want to thank you, God, that you're God that is wanting to speak. I believe that today, Lord, there'll be some of us who really believe really believe in the heart that, that God, you're a God that guides. And they are not without a guide. They're not trying to work out life on their own. They're not trying to make life. But God, you are with them. You guide them. You're before them. You're ahead of them. You're behind them. 
And so, Lord God, I just pray for that reorientation for all of us, that you will give us that spiritual compass, that you will help us to reorientate our hearts towards your Lordship, towards your purpose, towards godliness. And God, even though we don't know what this step will take us, we know it will take us to the North Star, which is you. And so, Lord God, I pray for each and every one of us, including myself, God. Help us to be a people that you can guide. Help us be a people that you can live your life through and show yourself glorious, wonderful. I pray that you will be a refresh and a revival in each and every one of our heart and spirit. There'll be a new life, a new understanding of God, a new adventure, God, a new sense of purpose, God, a new impact and new fruitfulness, a new revival in each and every one of our marriages and our family relationships, God. A new revival in our workplaces that is no longer just dead and boring, just trying to, you know, pay the bills, but there is now renewed purpose in there. And so, Lord God, we just pray for all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.